Hey guys, it's Matt. I just wanted to say a couple things before this episode got started. For one, we had a few technical difficulties in the recording of this episode, so a bunch of Austin's dialogue got cut out. Um, some of the finer points that he made defending his picks are unheard, unfortunately, but I decided that we're still going to try to press on with making this episode a thing. Um, so yeah, but if you're an Austin fan, he's going to be here in Kansas City next week to record a bunch of episodes that we're going to release over the next month. So hopefully that means a few less technical difficulties since he'll be in the same room as us. Um, that being said, next week we have a clip show in place of a regular episode because we're going to be out having fun doing stuff and we don't want to be cutting a podcast all week. Uh, while, while Austin's in town. So, uh, look forward to that in your feed next week. It's all the best moments from the first couple of episodes that got cut that we didn't have time for before. We're giving them to you now. Um, and then a week after that, we'll have the first part of a several part series on beer and all the other stuff that we're going to explore while Austin's in town. So thanks for listening to Listomania and enjoy the show. This is Listomania, a podcast that makes the top five list of everything. Hosted by Matt, Paul, and Austin. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to List. Oh, I wanted to do the intro. What? I wanted to do the intro. All right. Working. You do the intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do it. I've got my bad intro down. Ready? This is the bad intro. Hey! <laughs> Welcome to Listomania. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Matt Coggins ah. intro. All right, Matt, give us the real intro. Go ahead, start us No, off. no, no, that's fine. We got keep it. We'll keep it. I'm not what cutting a, it out. All right, what if I do Matt's? Hey! All right, here, I'll do your guys' intro. No, you got to laugh more at the end of it. <laughs> he gets a good laugh in it. Yeah, exactly. Let me doing your guys' intro. Because oh. you don't do it every week. Wow. <laughs> How about you coming to my house and edit all these podcasts every day? Please. <laughs> I would you if you weren't to... so touchy about <laughs> Arctic Sound. Me Austin want to. <laughs> all right. Let's make an office. We'll all you. go to the office. We'll work on nice. it. Absolutely. All right. We're starting a Kickstarter campaign, everybody. <laughs> Just, well, you need four walls. That's all we need. And a desk. Yeah. Probably and what? some couches. It's like 200. And PBR. And PBR. And, PBR. and his yeah. fridge. Um, all right. Hey, this is Listomania. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. And I am Austin. And, uh, of course, Listomania is brought to you by... The great beer, Pabst Blue Ribbon. They aren't sponsoring us officially yet. Yet, but uh, we need our street team to get out there. Hey, street team! All you listeners out there, get out there and make it happen. Make it happen. (laughs) Call up Pabst Blue Ribbon. Their number is. I bet they have a number on the back of the can. can Or the box. Let's see here. Or their website. Send a letter to (laughs) Pabst Brewing Brewing Pabst Brewing Company, P.O. Box. 739 Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53201. That's a shout out if you ever heard one. Union made. Union made. Uh, speaking of shout outs as well, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the wonderful podcast uh, Smirk Not Work, uh, done by a good friend of mine, Caleb, and some of his other friends. Uh, they talk a lot of pop culture, they talk a lot of video games. Real funny, guys. Uh, if you came to us uh, via Smirk Not Works, a uh, little promotion of Listomania, uh, we thank you for coming over. Uh, and if you're one of our regular listeners, uh, go give them a listen. Yeah, yeah, go give them a listen. Subscribe to them. 
uh, rate them and review them. And the same with us. Like that's actually the best way to get the word out about any podcast, especially if you're on iTunes or if you're on Stitcher, like subscribe, rate, review. And uh, there's a little thing going on in the podcasting community right now called Tripod. Tripod. It's called Tripod. And essentially a lot of podcasts are kind of banding together and trying to get people to actively promote the podcast that they listen to, but also podcasting in general. Like not a lot of people actually listen to podcasts. So if you've got a friend in your life that you're close to and you want to share your, your education of podcasts with just saying, Hey, here's this cool thing you can listen to every day while you're driving to work instead of stupid morning shows, whatever's on the radio. And finally in our plug section, of course, Zencaster Zencaster, they make it possible for us to record our podcast with one member being, uh, across the country. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to, uh, this week's yeah. episode, but the quality is phenomenal, phenomenal. compared to best yeah, the past couple lot, weeks. So nice. So thank you, Zencaster. Thank you, Zencaster, yeah, and we will continue to use them. Yeah, so we front-loaded this real hard uh, with all of our shout-outs, but now that those are out of the way, uh, we're talking about sitcoms today. Sitcoms. sitcoms. What's a sitcom? What is a sitcom? Uh, well, it's a situational comedy. That's what it stands for. It uh, the sitcom for, uh, was invented sitcom. in 19... 19- <laughs> I don't actually know. Oh, God. But they... No, no, no. Throw out year out. We're not fact-checking it. Fact-checking will ruin I don't know. When was the television invented? I feel like that's kind of the most (laughs) important part. Um, But sitcoms essentially relate to the idea of you've got a cast of characters, you've got a, a, a situation that they're kind of thrown in, and that situation brings about comedy. Uh, and sitcoms are very broad they refer to anything from like andy griffith to like green acres to like when they weren't shitty in the 70s with like all in the family and the jeffersons to nowadays the brady bunch the brady bunch i get yeah i guess that's a situation i think they're all are yeah uh so seinfeld that's my pick seinfeld seinfeld here's why seinfeld is the best not only did it uh, reinvent the idea of what a situational comedy is. It literally made the situation the show. Yeah. It's not about the family. It's not about the relationships. It's not about learning a lesson. It's these characters are thrown in this situation that was entirely relatable because they were based on 90% of the time real life events. Right. But uh, they they oftentimes didn't learn a lesson from them or they ended up worse off than when they started the episode. And that added on to the humor. Um, Not to mention Seinfeld has had a huge cultural impact. It was the number one comedy of its age. It it sort of made NBC the place to be (laughs) the place to be on a Thursday, but it was, that's what they called it. Must see TV. And the Thursday lineup was like, cheers, Seinfeld, mad about you. And then, uh, after a while, Friends joined that yep. lineup um, all the way up until the 2000s, and now they're not really doing comedy on Thursdays anymore, but it's a real crying shame. That 70s show. Um, and my mom my mom absolutely had that life. Yeah, she was exactly. in a friend's basement getting beer, like under, you know, that kind of risque stuff. Also, the iconic characters, Hyde and oh, Kelso. Yeah. And Everyone. Everyone's like Eric. Everyone, the whole gang. I mean, it's honestly like those, and and then the old, you know, miserly old men and the neighbor, and like it's so it drips it down to the core and places it in the seventies, and it's so interesting to watch. And 
Yeah, the show the ages show. the show ages really well too. I Absolutely. think because they said it in the seventies, um, it it's not stanked up by the time that they were making it in. Right. Yeah. Um, they, they had a kind of an unlimited. Well, they had the decade. Yeah. They had a decade yeah. to figure it out. My only complaint about it was that it it was one of those sitcoms that went on too long. Yes, like, outlived its welcome. Because the second they got on Seth Meyers' brother, yeah, right. he had, they had him on for three seasons. I know, but they were yeah. decent seasons. Yeah, no, they weren't bad. And uh, I disagree. And I thought they sucked. Those last three seasons I hated. I am going to uh, lead off with Friends. Uh, you would. Go with, you are such friends. a Friends fan. You so would. I'm not, actually. Here's the thing about Friends. Is All right, well, I, I know what I'm eliminating first. <laughs> I didn't get into first. Friends until uh, very recently, actually. I turned uh, 21. And uh, I started watching Friends. Am I uh, delaying? I didn't think I would enjoy it at first. I ended up really enjoying it. Uh, I think it makes a nice counterpoint to Seinfeld in that I enjoy the fact that it's about the characters and it's about their relationships and that what's actually happening, whatever situation it is, doesn't matter, uh, which I think is a nice counterpoint. It's a different flavor. You can either, you know, sort of go plot driven or character driven. A lot of writers talk about that uh, when talking about movies or all sorts of stuff. Uh, so I think it's a nice counterpoint on that end. I think it does a really nice job of giving you good, clean character archetypes as well. Um in a way that I think is performed really well. Uh, iconic in the... Maybe not quite as extreme as Seinfeld, but I can't think of another sitcom that comes above Friends between Friends and Seinfeld as far as its influence on pop culture. Um, popular Friends is popular across the world. Uh, I would sit down in England and frequently have conversations with people about Friends, uh, which I found weird. It was a massive hit there uh, for one reason or another. So for, for me, uh, and I, you know, this might take a shot at it. I'm, I don't, I'm not saying Friends is my number one. I'm saying I'm leading off with it. And I'm leading off with it uh, largely for cultural impact, for being that show that everybody knows a lot like Seinfeld is and approaching things in a different way. My next pick is going to be a show called 30 Rock. 30 Rock. I didn't even think of 30 no Rock. No one thinks of 30 Rock. I it's of 30 one of, Rock. in well, my okay. opinion, no it is. It is the most underrated, underwatched yep. show in history. But I love 30 Rock. It's and I love it because it is so different. Like it's not yep. anything like any of the other sitcoms we talked about so right. far. There's yep. not really character archetypes. There's not really uh, uh, a family. No one really has families that they really talk yeah. about or discuss. And it is a workplace comedy, but it's a workplace comedy in the sense of like. Ooh. Um, the workplace is fucking insane yeah. and, and it is your family and it is your, your, your life. And I also think that in the grand scheme of the modern day comedy sensibilities, how millennials kind of embrace that idea of irreverent comedy, yes. you know, you look at like your Tim and Eric's and your Rick and Morty's and stuff like that, where shit just really seems to come out of left field. 30 Rock kind of invented that and kind of brought that into the forefront of contemporary comedy the show that very obviously opened the door for 30 rock the, the dick, dick van, van dyke, dyke show. show dick van dyke show uh as i know a lot of our our listeners are probably on the younger end of things dick van dyke show debuted the year my parents were born uh in 1961 uh only ran five seasons uh but was still 
one of those really, really massively influential shows. But yeah, it's a, it's a show about writing a comedy show. It's a show about working at the TV station in the same way that uh, 30 Rock is. And it did it in that same way of the situations in the workplace comedy came about from, oh, the boss has a toupee and only me and my wife know. Me, only me and Mary Tyler Moore know. Okay, well, she blabbered about it to somebody, and now there's drama because we have to hide that we know from him, and so that was that was uh, that's where the situational humor was always coming from. Uh, the Office. Uh, uh, the Office, U.S. No, or yes. The Office, U.K. Not the U.K. The, well, yes. The answer is both. The the I don't know, the U.K. one kind of sucks in my opinion. <laughs> well, we're American. No, it's not just that I I'm American. I think it's that, that we no have a David perspective Brent of comedy. David Brent makes me so uncomfortable. There's um, opinion. There is and, a no. It's a difference in British. That's why I don't like. And exactly. America. Yes, true. That I think but, that I think the Office, the U.S. version of the Office, actually does a good job of introducing British style comedy to an American audience in a way that is a little, uh, how to put it, a little cleaner. A little less cringy, I guess, because that's what American audiences how we tend to react to British yeah. humor. So, Office U.S. Steve Carell. Really, what else do I need to say? Also, the love story of Pam and Jim. The Office. I mean, I know it came. It's a British spinoff, British reboot. Yeah. But it reboot. created in the U.S. Yeah. an entire genre yeah, of absolutely. show. Of that single camera mockumentary style. That's the other show that, that opened the door for Parks and Rec. It was Parks and Rec. Of, it was a combination of Thirty Rock and The Office that made Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine is a fantastic uh, example. Yeah. So my final pick is going to be, and this was hard. Uh, I I thought about going around the Office Parks and Rec line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but ultimately, I decided that the best choice, another underrated one, in my opinion. It's, it's always, always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that is, that is a very underrated one. Probably our generation's best comedy export. Yeah. But on I, the years 2006, 2005, yeah. every episode is still just as good as the last. They, yeah, they somehow managed to keep going on this, this tangent of, of good episodes. And I, I cannot tell you an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that I didn't like. I think it runs into an interesting problem in that I don't think people associate Always Sunny as a sitcom. Um, and I think another problem it runs into is It's Always Sunny is not family-friendly. You cannot oh, sit and right. watch that show with people that are not of a certain age. Um, not that I'm knocking it for that. Uh, but something I think it's always sunny as a masterclass of just how Dick Van Dyke is, is I think it's always sunny as a masterclass in improv comedy because that's how they structure and record their episodes. Right. They, right. they, they sort of give a vague plot outline and then they go out and they riff off each other and they improv. And I think that's why it's been so successful for so long. That's why it hasn't gotten dry because it's not a bunch of writers trying to make this happen. Uh, I'm going to go with... Scrubs. Scrubs is one of those shows, and I've watched the entirety of Scrubs. I've watched the entirety of Scrubs on TV, like when Comedy uh, Central would yep. do like um, something. I think Scrubs, uh, as as far as we're talking about master classes and things, something Scrubs does masterfully is actually in its direction, and it comes from choice of music and using music to underscore scenes and to punctuate the music. end of scenes. So no show um, rivals that's... Scrubs on that front. A lot of that is Zach Braff, actually. He nice. was kind of the music uh, well, ambassador of the show. Just a side note, we went into kind of a weird tangent right here. Uh, the gist of it is that Paul picked 
Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel Air for his final pick. So, so Fresh Prince, which which Will Smith like exploded yeah. out of that. Oh yeah. I mean that was his ride, and you know the song. And he's been Fresh in at Prince? least oh, several ca- Academy Award winning films, such Absolutely. as Suicide Squad. God damn it, Matt. God damn it. <laughs> In case you, you can't think of any of the other ones. won an Academy uh, Award. If you if you forgot, don't forget. Remember that. Uncle Phil. Anyway. Carlton. I am, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, the Carlton, the, the, the song in the beginning, the, and so, so it's Philadelphia. No, where, where do they live? Bel-Air. They live in Bel Air. <laughs> Philadelphia, born and raised. raised. Born and raised. On the playground yeah, is where he spent most to. of his days, though. Uh, all right, honorable mentions. Are we really one, two, three? Uh, Drew Carey show. Community. Uh, how, whose line is it anyway? That's not even a That's sitcom. It's funny. <laughs> it's not a sitcom, though. Tell me it's not funny. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. MASH. MASH is a great pick. Rick and Morty. Still Standing. Uh, that's a little anime. lesser known one. Still Standing. Still it's Standing. Was that the one with the guy that plays Robert Baratheon? Yes. No. Uh, isn't Still Standing the... No, uh, no. Oh, Home Improvement. Gosh. Home Improvement. Uh, Home Improvement's great. Tool Time. Community. I already said Community. Well, we talked a lot about it. Oh, did you have time? Uh, the A-Team. It's not a comedy. It's a Psych. action show. Psych, Psych and Monk. Monk's a good one. Psych, Psych and Monk are great picks. Yeah. Yeah. From Paul, for the record. Yeah, that was when USA Today was like on this weird tangent of like, yeah. murder. Hey, we're going to make crime shows, but funny. <laughs> yeah. This is a quirk, but also dead people. It's like laugh at this guy with obsessive compulsive disorder, but he also solves murders. <laughs> Oh, Target. it's going down. Better get Monk on the scene. <laughs> Golden yeah. Girls. Ooh, Golden Girls. Oh, Golden uh, w- Girls. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yep, oh. yep. Cheers. Night Cheers. Board. We've only kind of mentioned it. Cheers. Oh, man. Cheers. Cheers. Um, Paul's full lost house. the thread. We we, did oh, talk Full about, House. Yeah. Full yeah. House. We talked Let's about talk about Dishonorable Mentions. Full House, number no, one. No, Full House. Really? I, mean, I like Number one it. shittiest show of all time. Save for Fuller House, which is a shittier show. Fuller House is all. I agree, but there's also anything that has Dave Coulier in it. Our picks as we stand are Seinfeld, Thirty Rock, Sunny in Philadelphia, That '70s Show, The Office, Fresh Prince, Friends, Dick Van Dyke, and Scrubs. I gotta say, Friends has got to be one of my all-time least favorite shows. Here's my argument for keeping Friends. I can understand why you don't like it, but as far as widespread impact goes, the only one that touches it is Seinfeld. And that's the Office is enormous. You know, Fresh Prince was enormous, but they still don't touch Friends. Uh, I... That, but that's like saying, yeah, Suicide Squad was a great film because it had a great box office and it won an Academy Award. It was still a shitty film. I disagree because Suicide Squad's a shitty that film. Suicide because... Squad was a shitty film? Yeah, no, no, no. Suicide what? Squad's a shitty film for very different reasons than the fact that you don't like Friends. 
friends still oh, no, I'm not the only one that performances. No, no. And, and you're not the only one who doesn't like uh Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. No, I think Friends is an objectively bad show. There so, is very little character development. There's very little like reason to tune in week to week because it's just white people having white people problems. There's no real like quirk in the problems that they have. And here's where Austin's audio cut out. Unfortunately, he was right in the middle of a very passionate plea for Friends to be on the top five. And uh, we don't have any more audio from him from the rest of the episode. So the rest of this is going to be pretty light. Uh, needless to say, because of how terrible of a show it is, Friends did not make the top five. Austin made a great plea for it. I wish you could hear it. But at the same time, I don't because I still stand by the fact that Friends is a terrible show. Let's kill... What? So we debated Friends. We killed Fresh. So let's look at one of Matt's today. I think I'd be willing to get rid of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia only because it is relatively theory. in the same vein as uh, Seinfeld. We can look at... Oh, that's another one. Like, remember how we killed a bunch of board games last week because they were similar? Because they were Let's similar. look at it that way. Yeah. I mean, like, Sunny is essentially the gritty reboot of Seinfeld. And it's also not as, I think, culturally impactful because Seinfeld was the best show on NBC for several years running. There you go. Sunny is on FXX. Does anybody even have FXX? No, I watched online. Two that would get eliminated for me would be either Friends or Dick Van Dyke, but I would probably vote Dick Van Dyke over Friends, save for the previous arguments that I made against Friends. I think that Dick Van Dyke did more for the idea of a sitcom. Dick Van Dyke and kind of better invented, than Friends. Well, and it kind of invented the idea of what a sitcom should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to go and, on the note that the, the uh, it was one of the earliest uh, and proceed or after the Sid Caesar the Variety yeah. Show that uh, that original television debut of situation comedy. And it holds up too. Like uh, watching an episode of Dick Van Dyke today, equally as funny as any other show on this list. Absolutely. So we know Dick Van Dyke's high. And I think it can be voted over Friends. What do you say, Austin? Uh, this is Matt. I'm not sure what Austin said. Uh, it's been about a week, but I assume he said something. Get rid of Friends. About getting rid of Friends. You already made it, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll get rid of it then. That's, I assume, what Austin said. And we're just going to keep on going here. Great. Bring him on. Paul, for the record, Paul killed friends. Hey, if you got problems with the fact that we killed friends, you can tweet it at us at Arctic Sounds MI. Tweet us right now. Arctic? That's very Arctic cold. Sounds. That's a cold sound. Arctic, Arctic Sounds MI. MI. It's in Michigan. M-I? Yeah, I mean, Twitter doesn't really matter. But... Oh, okay. So Twitter doesn't matter. But uh... List. Top six. Have to make our top five out of this: Seinfeld, Thirty Rock, That '70s Show, The Office, Dick Van Dyke, and Scrubs. I still say Seinfeld's number one. So I was gonna say maybe like The Office and Dick Van Dyke were kind of close in that same regard. Uh, at two, like kind of tied-ish for two. I will say I think Dick Van Dyke does have a little more like laughs per minute than The Office. All right, are we doing like the best? top five generally are we doing our top five a little above isn't it like why are we questioning this now six episodes in what do you my argument yeah is that uh 
We like that seventy show in Scrubs more than Dick Van Dyke. I believe here Austin said something about the cultural impact of Dick Van Dyke. I do, and I kind of agree with Dick Van Dyke being in a higher place than those shows because those shows, that seventy show, Scrubs. I mean, like Scrubs was kind of different in the way. I think from here it all kind of falls apart if you don't have the three-way argument. Uh, basically, we argued our way down to our top five like we do every week. Everybody made some great points. Everybody made some great debates. And unfortunately, because of our technical difficulties, I'm not able to present that to you. So I'm just going to skip ahead to when we present the list and the ending credits. Really sorry about all this. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, all right. So here is our... Top five, Top five. sitcoms, Seinfeld, Dick Van Dyke, That 70s Show, 30 Rock, Scrubs, and our honorable mention, The Office. The Office at number six. Plus many more honorable mentions that we all so listed many off. So and this is the part where we'd normally tell you to put everything in a bowl and mix it all together and eat it and blah, blah, blah. Again... I'm really sorry about all these technical difficulties. We plugged Zencaster in the beginning of the show, and unfortunately we will not be returning to Zencaster in the future because they really fucked this up. Uh, but we will have future episodes of Listomania in the near future. We've got a clip show coming next week, and the week after that we've got a great episode all about beer. We're doing a several-part series on our top five beers of several different categories and for the first time we're all going to be in the same room recording the podcast we're all going to be trying all of the things that we're listing all at once and it's going to be a great time and it's going to be a fun experience for all of us here on listomania and we hope that you'll continue to join us on listomania keep sending us your listener suggestions at arctic sounds mi or arctic sounds 2017 at gmail.com uh, we're taking them. We are uh, trying to process them and write new episodes based on them. We've got a lot of great listener suggestions so far and some great guest stars that are joining us uh, in the next month on Listomania. So uh, hold on tight for more of that. And here's some credits for you now. Listomania is an Arctic Sounds production by me, Matt Coggins, with Paul Doctor and Austin Meyer. You can find our full episode archive and everything Arctic Sounds at arcticsounds.bandcamp.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our music is by Robert Mercier and Aaron Tito Kolb. Check them out, respectively, on SoundCloud. And again, uh, we're taking part in this tripod effort that a bunch of the podcasts in the community are doing. So let us know what podcast you're listening to, but also share us with some of your friends and get them involved in podcasts. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us this week. My name is Matt. They were Paul and Austin. We'll be back in a couple weeks with some brand new Listomania. Listomania.